I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The under overlord, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac L. Harris? Mavs basketball is back. Oh, boy, is it. (laughs) Exactly the way we left it. (gasps) God bless America. (laughs) At least... If we can just try to separate the ending, at least it was <laughs> from a lot the rest of, fun. of it. <laughs> at least it was a heck of a like a fun game to watch and enjoy. We talked on this podcast for days that this was going to be like the most high powered offensive game. I think we hit that on the head and even more. Uh, we, we joked. We joked that it was going to be an over under of two forty, and they ended up with three hundred and two points total combined. <laughs> We were a little That's, off there. This honestly was m- more points than an all an All Star game. I'm gonna look up the All Star game scoring and tell you if which which was the last one that this game outscored. I honestly, I mean, I tweeted out during the middle of the game. Well, I talked to my dad on the phone towards the end, or I called him at halftime and I said, "Dad, what if I told you the Rockets had 75 <laughs> points and they're down by double digits at halftime?" And he's like, <laughs> and he said, "Good lord." And uh, we just thought, he said, it sounds like the like 80s Denver Nuggets with like Alex English and everything. And, uh, but anyway, it was just, it was, it was a lot of fun though. 2018 All-Star Game, Team LeBron 148, Team Steph 145. Dang. <laughs> this was more than that All-Star Game. 2013, 143 in the West, 138 in the East. Hey, the defense in this game, extreme all-star vibes. It was either layups or three-pointers for each team, it felt like. And, I, yeah, there's there are a million things we'll talk about on today's pod, but it was heartbreaking at the end. Oh, my gosh. Outscored. All right. One, two, three, I'm la- I'm four, I'm at the point five, where I'm, like, six, laughing seven, out of, like, like, sadness you know when things just like suck in the sports world or like if you ever like bam something happens and it sucks you just start like laughing and you're not really happy right it but you're just laughing through it that's oh my gosh that's it's (laughs) this game outscored 11 of the last 17 all-star games wow (laughs) oh my gosh that's wild okay where do you want to start, Nick? Where do we start? All right, on today's pod, we will break down the Mavericks' 149 to 153 loss to the Houston Rockets. Imagine scoring 149 points and losing. I can't. It's just that's where we're at right now. Imagine being on Twitter right now. Twitter after a Mavs loss is I'm like um, a grief counselor. I'm just hard. like I'm t- talking everyone down from the from the ledge. It feels like. Man, uh, I got a tweet tonight saying that Luca is not as special as we thought he was. And uh, we could we could honestly do a whole segment on this. The fire Rick tweets are, I I just it's crazy to see the extremes people can go to after one meaningful seeding game, and here here we are. You can feel you can feel frustrated and angry 
and uh, not call for people's heads on stuff. But uh, no. But here possible. we are. All right, all right. For real, for real. Isaac and I will find some hope in this game, and we will talk to you a little bit more about how this isn't the end of the world. I mean, this game was awful. It was a terrible loss. Carlisle said it himself. This is one of the worst losses that he can remember. Uh, there's all kinds of stats. ESPN Stats and Info came out with a stat that said, when leading by seven in the last 45 seconds of the game, teams this season were two and 711 when trailing. So when trailing by seven. So the Mavericks had a 99.7% chance of winning according to what happened this year. Uh, that game. Thank you for adding With salt 45 to the I mean, it's just what it is. We're just calling out what it is. But uh, from the from the jump, I mean, we'll just, let's just start from the beginning. So uh, beginning of this game, started normal. Starting lineups were pretty much normal. Everything we thought it was going to be, everything we talked about with, J- with Jackson was just about the both, same. I was going to say, both teams kneeled for the anthem, by the way. Both teams kneeled for the anthem, all that. You know, we talked about that. Uh, it started out, and the Rockets could just, I mean, Harden and Westbrook could just get to the rim at any point they wanted to pretty much. And that was, I was on hot mic. I was live on hot mic for this game. And the whole time I'm just saying, guys, like this, this is, this is not good. This does not bode well. The the quality of shots that the Mavericks are hitting compared to the quality of shots the Mavericks or the Rockets are getting was so different. The Mavericks were hitting shots. It was tied 42-42 after the first quarter, but Harden and Westbrook were getting to the rim whenever they wanted to. And that was just not looking good for the Mavericks' chances later in the game because if that's the way they are at the beginning of the game when you have your legs under you, imagine what it's going to be like towards the end of the game, which is what happened when you're tired and you haven't played this much. I mean, Luka played. Luka ended up playing. This is an overtime game, but Luka played 42 minutes. I can't remember the last time Luka played 42 minutes. Tim Hardaway Jr. played 41 minutes. Porzingis almost played 39 minutes. Uh, there was a lot of minutes for those guys, and those are the main guys that were, you know, kind of dragging there towards the end. Uh, well, I think I think everybody was dragging at the end. I mean, I, both I think teams. We, I think yeah, I think Westbrook. I mean, everybody. It's their first really meaningful game, and they're in OT. But I mean, that first quarter, Harden had what twenty three points in the first quarter. Yeah, I thought they got screwed. The Mavericks did by that second foul call on Dorian Finney Smith. The, he had the ball underneath the basket, and he just turned around, and it's just his head hit like Covington's chest or something, and like Covington just flailed back on the floor, and that was like foul number two on Dorian, and that was a big foul call. And I mean, I think it. I mean, Harden's going to score on anybody, but I think it definitely contributed to Harden being able to. I mean, because the play after that, Dorian just backed off. He had like he couldn't be as aggressive as yeah. he wanted to be at that point, so. I mean, but I mean, Harden was making insane shots too. I don't want to take any, anything away from Harden. And he was just—he was waltzing right by Dorian. I mean, we Dorian usually guards Harden pretty well, but in this game, maybe it was part of the foul trouble. But he was just walking right by Dorian Finney-Smith, getting to the rim. Um, yeah, the fouls in this game were so strange. I mean, it was it, the calls were so late. What was that one call? I think it was in the beginning of the fourth, end of the third, where. It was Curry and Maxi, and they're in front of James Harden, and they like formed a wall in front of him. And Harden didn't dribble through them, like you know how you split the defenders and try yeah. to dribble. He just launched himself through the middle of them, and he got he got a foul call. And you're like, what are we doing? Where he can just launch himself at a defender, and then you know he, he like Superman did almost like he had the yeah. ball, and he the, you know Superman with his like shoulders going forward didn't dribble the ball or anything, and that's a foul. I mean, some of that stuff just gets me. 
I mean, that gets me riled up, Isaac. I don't know. That, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm fiery, Nick. I'm, I'm fiery something. I'm like, I'm over here, like, gosh, what are we doing? You should see that. I, think it's I like wish every- we could do the hot mic in uh, a time lapse where you just see me like slowly but surely like die in in front of the camera. <laughs> I think that's every fan base though. With, like, just when I you play Harden. Just, yeah, no, I, I feel like. Like I didn't get as mad, and this is, I guess, just where where you get to a point when you're an NBA fan and you just expect things. I didn't get as mad at the officials because I've just come to expect it going against James Harden and like the Rockets that how annoying they are, how annoying it is to play against James Harden and all the crap that he tries to pull with refs and stuff. It's just like you expect to be upset about it. And there's so many times where you're like, this is so stupid, but it's freaking James Harden and he does this stuff all the time. So it is what it is. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. But, all right. KP at the beginning though. Let's all right. Next segment, let's get everything out. Let's get all the negative stuff out. And then the third segment will end on a positive note. How about that? We'll do all the That's positives good. in the third segment. We'll go through all the stuff. We'll go through the Bobon not being out there for the rebound. The uh you know, all that stuff. We'll go through we'll go through it all next. So if you want to be positive, just skip to the third segment. Listen to the ads and skip to the third segment. So uh coming up, we'll talk all about how this game ended or how this game yeah, pretty much how this game ended, all the negatives. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's talk. Let's just get it all out. Let's talk about all the negatives in this game, and then we'll end positive. So, negatives in this game. Seth Curry was absolutely lost the almost yeah. the entire game. I mean, I don't know if that's the, the reason. I don't think that's the reason why they lost, but he was uh, 0-4 from the field. He was 3 of 6 from the free throw line, which is weird. He missed all three of his threes. He was an, he fouled out of the game. He was a negative 12. He had to guard Westbrook a little bit from the start. He had to guard Harden a little bit from the start. That just threw him all out of whack, and he was just pretty much unusable in this game. Yeah, in, in a way, it's like Trey Burke kind of stepped in and like replaced the right, completely <laughs> uh, contributions. And so you hope going forward – that they can kind of even even out a little bit because I mean we'll talk about Trey Burke in, in the next segment of it but yeah I mean Seth had what three points like you said he was all on he free did, throws didn't make a field goal 0 four from the field and he just wasn't in his groove but I think you can turn that into a positive and say not yet okay well yeah <laughs> the Mavericks scored 149 points and Seth Curry didn't hit a basket so uh, but yeah I mean you want. But it's one of those things, too, to where we've talked about how we want one of those guys, Tim or Seth, to step up and give you 20-something. Tim stepped up, and well, I guess we'll save that for the next segment. of Tim, <laughs> uh, he, he looked pretty good tonight. But, yeah, Seth, Seth definitely struggled. Uh, I think just – I mean, their defense, their team defense tonight was just atrocious. Absolutely <laughs> awful. I mean – this is probably the team that they defend the worst. Maybe the Clippers because of Lou Williams, Paul George, and Kawhi. Uh, but this team they defend so poorly because of those two guards. I mean, they, they don't defend guards well at all. Um, just letting Harden get by them anytime they wanted to. Uh, he scored 23 points in the first quarter. He ended with 49 points total Harden did. Um, man. And and you want to you wanna have a little bit of hope for it because even KP afterwards said – I mean, he even admitted. He said, "Houston's such a weird team." He said, "They they give you something that no other team in the league gives you, as far as just how they play, their lineup stuff, and just everything with that." So, 
Right, right. <laughs> However, they also told us the other day they've been working on Houston for a week now. I mean, they've been working on this team, and they just did not show up with a game plan. It, it did. To me, they, they showed up, and their game plan at the beginning was, let's just try and stay in front of these two guys. And obviously, it didn't work. Well, time and time again, did not work. Couldn't stay in front of them. Couldn't stay in front of them. Because these guys, they don't even use... We talked about it yesterday. They don't even use screens. I mean, <laughs> literally just getting by in isolation and driving by and, you know, one crossover, Euro step to the basket, and they're there, right? And they just have to finish in a way where if there's help defense, they have to finish around somebody. Or there's just no one there because they're playing five out, and you have to put Boban on somebody in the corner when he plays i mean it's just it's just it is weird to play this team but they should have been preparing for this team and it didn't seem like they had a plan until they came out in the second quarter and in the second quarter they kind of uh they started to trap harden they started to well they also just played without harden which is when the mavericks went on all their runs anytime the mavericks went on a run it was because harden wasn't playing but they go uh, start trapping him, and that's what they did in the last game that they played him. I mean, I don't know why they didn't start with that from the beginning if they knew it was going to work. Uh, the Rockets scored 42 points in the first quarter, 33 in the second. They only they only held them to 33, Isaac, <laughs> which is a win in, the, in this game. Uh, but, I mean, the, the other negatives in this game, I mean, at the end. Four, four. So we've talked about how – we've talked about how – Teams are 711 and two up by seven points with 45 seconds left to go. That's ESPN stats and info uh, stat. The Mavericks can't lose that game. I mean, literally everything had to go wrong for them to lose that game. And it just did. Everything that could have gone wrong did. Uh, Carlisle even said after the game, he, he thought about putting Boban in there. They talked about putting Boban in there. Harden goes to the free throw line. Their Rockets are down by three. Harden goes to the free throw line. He makes the first one right, and then he misses the second one, maybe on purpose, probably on purpose. And then I don't Robert, think he did. Robert Covington gets the offensive rebound, tips it back in, and it goes in. Boban was not out there. Luca, Luca, Porzingis, and Maxi were out there, um, but Maxi wasn't able to secure the rebound. He kind of got pulled by Covington just a little bit, but. It's not the same as Dwight Howard, Seth Curry, but it was definitely <laughs> no. something. But I'm glad you said Maxi because it, it's more on Maxi than it is KP in this. Yeah, and I've seen some people talking about it, you know since it was on KP's side that when it really wasn't that Tucker kind of pushed KP, which I, I mean yeah, I mean KP should have pushed uh, Tucker out a little bit more, uh, but PJ Tucker kind of pushed KP in a little bit, and but Maxi was the one. Covington came from the other side. Maxi's the one that can't let Covington get past him. And Maxie let Covington get inside on him and go underneath the basket, come up around and tip it over. So it was kind of on Maxie and that. And I mean, I we texted as soon as that happened and was like, put Boban in the game. And this is ironically, this is something that's happened. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this happened earlier in the season. These situational rebounds, Nick had tweeted out before and was like, why don't we have? We literally have the two tallest players in the entire NBA <laughs> besides and Taco. Boban, and KB, yeah, besides Taco, and it's like Bobon's like the biggest guy at seven foot four, and you would like, yeah, I let's just say K, like Carla answered this question directly. Saad from the Athletic asked him uh, just point blank, "Did you consider putting Bobon in the game for this rebound?" and Carlisle started to answer it. He did too. He, he really, he really thought about giving the whole reason. Yes, and then he just stopped 
and said, "Yeah, we'll play the audio." Well, so he, he didn't really oh, okay. an- he, he didn't really answer. I don't think I'm going to play the audio, but he basically oh, okay, he basically just said, um, "You know, we thought about playing. We talked about it about playing Boban. We decided not to." And then he starts to say, "You know, if they get the if we get the and then he stopped and then he." Uh, you know, it was like, you know, you know what? That's just it. And he just left it the way it was. Uh, I think he was trying to say, if you get the rebound. So, right, there's like uh, not much time left. So, Harden makes a sh- Harden shoots the free throws. There's 3.9 seconds. I have it up on my computer. Right, right. There's 3.9 seconds left if they get the rebound. They did have a timeout left, I believe. And so, I think they could have called the timeout. But, and then, it, you know, then you could have taken Boban out there. But I think he was trying to say, if we get the rebound, then... Um, you know they don't want to. Fa- they don't want the Rockets to be fouling Boban, and then Boban going to the free throw line. That that's I'll, my I guess. I would take Boban. I would take Boban at the free throw line at least. It, <laughs> I would take anybody at the free throw line as long as we could get the rebound. <laughs> Give me Michael Kidd Gilchrist at the free throw line, and uh, well, he's not ready. He hasn't played enough live reps. So, uh, all right. Other negative things in this game. Um, Fourth quarter scoring. I mean, you look at the Mavericks. You score 149 to, points in 20 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you look at their – they score 42 in the first quarter, 43 in quarter number two, 34 in, uh, in quarter number three, and then 20 points in the fourth quarter. Outscored by 11 points uh, in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, that that was really one of the biggest keys to the game. Conditioning. I think that comes down to conditioning. I mean, the way that they run this offense, you have to have some lift in your – you have to have some explosion in what you do with, with Luka – with KP, with with all these guys. They have to have just a little bit of burst, and they just kind of ran out of it towards the end there. And so they couldn't do all the things that they needed to, and then they weren't running any plays. They weren't they weren't running really any pick and rolls. They weren't running any pick and pops, really. The only times they would run that is if they threw it to the side, uh, to Tim Hardaway Jr.'s side, and then Porzingis would go run a screen for him. And it was like, it's hard with the Rockets because, and this is what I was saying on Hot Mike, it's hard with the Rockets because they do switch everything, and you're not necessarily getting an advantage if you sw- if you switch with the Rockets because they're kind of all the same, right? Some of them are better defenders than the other. You want to switch off of, you know, you hope that Covington will switch off of you for like Harden or somebody, but you're really not getting too much of an advantage because when you run a pick and roll, you're hoping you get your point guard being guarded by a huge center or your huge center being guarded by a small point guard, right? Like you kind of hope that you get one of those two matchups and they didn't. Maybe you freeze the defense a little bit, but this Rockets team is so used to running these, you know, switches and stuff like that that you really don't get too much of an advantage on that. And so they needed to run something else. And I don't know their whole playbook, but uh, I just feel like they needed to run some sets towards the end of the fourth quarter because you can't just run this free flowing offense when everyone's just so dead tired. I think I think you said it right. Is that they just need to run something because KP even mentioned in his post game press conference tonight about hey the clutch struggles and everything we talked about before a thousand times. But the offense there late in the fourth, and he said he's like hey I I think one of the biggest things for us is we kind of turned in like coast mode a little bit, and you see this happen with different teams in the league. It's not just a Mavericks team and really any level of basketball when yeah. any team has a lead prevent defense. Yeah, it kind of gets in their head a little bit. It's like, all right, can we kill the clock? And it kind of throws them off their groove. And that's what KP was alluding to in this of, hey, I think we should have just kept the you know the foot on the pedal, basically, and kept our offense going get you know, and all that. And he just thought they kind of stalled out some. But something else I want to point out, too, I've seen some people on Twitter upset that, that Rick didn't put Trey Burke in. 
And I think just your one of your main, and especially when Seth Curry missed that free throw, because after you know after Maxi hits the three, Harden goes down, hits his three, and then bam, come back right before, right before the tip in, uh, the play before that's when Seth Curry got uh, got um, got fouled, and he you know he had to make two free throws basically to win the game for the most part to put him up by four. He hits the first one, or he you know he, he misses the, the free first throws, one and he hits the that's second. What, yeah. And my thing is, that's who you want shooting the free throw. Like, I know Trey Burke has had an incredible hot night, but in that situation, you're not going to sub Trey Burke in for Seth Curry. He's literally one of the best free throw shooters on the team. He shoots 84%. You, obviously, you want it to be higher than 84%, but still, like, good. But you're not going to put him in for Seth Curry at that point. And Trey Burke had kind of gotten hurt a little bit. He kind of rolled his ankle a little bit, and he was he was out. I don't know where he was the status-wise for that specific moment. But, uh, yeah, you, you kind of don't go away from guys like that. Just, you know, if you go away from Seth Curry that that quickly just because he's having a bad night um, for every single – like, you don't play him again ever for the rest of the game. He's still part of the rotation. And we also just talked about how all these guys have bad legs. So, uh, Trey Burke, he played 30 minutes. That's probably the most minutes he's played in like forever. <laughs> Seth Trey Curry Burke played. Just joined the bubble. I know like, he was, just I, got there. I tweeted out in the in the in the first half that Trey Burke played half of the first quarter, and the dude just played in like one scrimmage game. Just yeah. got cleared what last week to start practicing and stuff, and now and I mean, wasn't on a team during JJ, quarantine. He couldn't go work out like at a team facility. No, yeah, dude was a replacement player for Willie, and I mean, I guess JJ Barea is just there for moral support now because. Yeah. Burke has uh, taken his spot for sure now. Well, he get, he get cooked defensively against this team, but uh, the other option was Delon Wright. He didn't look that great either in this game. I mean, defensively or offensively, not doing a whole lot. He hit one three, but uh, you have to play somebody, right? And you can't just play Trey Burke all all the minutes. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my thing. It's and like, think about what you're guys? asking. If he hadn't gone, if he hadn't been that hot, I mean, you, you'd be like, why are they playing Trey Burke instead of Seth Curry? Seth Curry just yeah, went we six of six from three, like two games ago, and he was the best thing since you know sliced CDs. Yeah, I I just can't get on the board with the rage over why it wasn't Trey Burke in the game at the end. Trey Burke played his game, man, but like at the end, especially on that free throw scenario, you had Tim Hardaway and Seth Curry both running at the ball. Both of them over 80% free throw shooters. Two, I mean, there's only three pretty much Mavericks in the rotation that shoot above 80% free throw. That's Maxi, Seth, and Tim Hardaway. Well, two of those guys was running at the ball. They had Luka taking the ball out of bounds because we know Luka struggles some free throws a little bit. So they did the right move with the free throws. Seth just missed it. And that's just, that's just part of that. That's part of it. All right, coming up. Roses. We're turning up roses, Isaac. Going all that was, positive. That was all the thorns. That was all the thorns. We've gone up the stem now. We're hitting to the sweet, sweet smell of roses. Isaac and I, we pride ourselves on being able to find any little piece of hope in any kind of crap. <laughs> this was one of the worst losses that we've had in forever, and we're going to find all the hope we can in it coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get some hopefulness in this game. All right, let's just go to the positives. Positives. Porzingis, 39 Woo! points, 16 boards, two assists, which one of them was an incredible pass. He also had some really good passes that didn't go for uh, for assists either. He had a really great backdoor you know, pass to Dorian that ended up not you know, going in, but he had some really good passes in this game. One block. He went 13 of 26 from the field, hitting those turnaround mid-range shots that are going to be so important against teams like the Clippers and so many other teams. 
Uh, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. He hit three of his eight threes, which is 37.5%, which is good. He hit three threes. Um, Porzingis had an absolutely monster game. Everything that you would want from KP against the Houston Rockets, you got. And he played 39 minutes. We talk about KP. Yeah. When is he going to be able to play big minutes? When is he going to be able to play big minutes? Boom. There you go. You got it in this game. And he he, he had massive production, showed up when we needed him to. And, uh, yeah, he, he showed up big. Uh, yeah, I thought he played incredible. All all around the board, um, It he didn't – even in in the small ball stuff, it's not like they even got him in switches and just torched him and all of that stuff. Like he was fine defensively. Like you said, he made some crazy passes tonight. Like yeah. that one handed pass. Like Westbrook stripped it from Maxi in that. Yeah. But that one handed like that was point, good in transition. Yeah, which was that was uh, incredible. Just all the mid range shots. He did fall down a lot in this game. I, yes, the Rockets really roughed him up a lot. Like they were really swiping at him every single time they could. Oh, and that's one thing I want to mention about the Rockets. This Rockets team, you don't think about as a good defensive team because you're like, oh, Westbrook, Harden, we'll be able to, to score on those guys easy, and they scored 149 points against them. But this Rockets team has such good hands. Every single player in that starting lineup, save for maybe Daniel House, I haven't watched too much on him. But Westbrook and Harden are always top five in deflections in the NBA. Covington and Tucker have such good hands. You just saw it every time at the beginning of the, the beginning of the game. Every time Luka would drive in, they would put the their hands right on the ball and they would deflect it. And a lot of times it would be out and it would be Mavs ball, but they stopped the momentum and they stopped Luka from being able to do anything off of a drive. And so this Rockets team, we need to give a little bit more credit to because they uh they're good defensive team as far as getting the hand getting a hand on the ball you know getting in passing lanes deflections things like that and that 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 really you know like stopped up the Mavericks offense even though they scored 149 points yeah but but for Porzingis I mean this is exactly what you want as a Mavs fan moving forward uh just everything even with you know he missed that second scrimmage game he came out and played like what 25 minutes against Philly in that third scrimmage game and you know played okay uh, but yeah, I mean, this was incredible start for him and you can only just build, I mean, really him and Luca, I mean, Luca put up, he ain't finished with a triple double 28 <laughs> off uh, game uh, off night. Yeah. 28, 13 and 10. So Luca triple double KP 39 and 16. This is what you want from your duo. I mean, offensively, you you can't say much else about Besides this the fourth I mean, quarter. Yeah. I mean, there, <laughs> I mean, 149 points and that's not just, Overtime, not just because overtime. I mean, it's insane what they can do offensively. So, I mean, that's what you're happy about that as a Mavs fan. This is one more fun. I feel like I'm watching like the Chiefs out there on the basketball court. If we're going to talk about positives, uh, so this is one of those things where you're like, tell me all your weaknesses, and all the weaknesses are positives. Luca, 11 of 27 from the floor. He was 1 of 9 from 3. Just could not hit any threes except for that very first like awesome step back he hit in the very beginning of the first quarter. 5 of 9 from the free throw line. He missed four free throws. Uh, he had a really off night. He didn't look great. His drives weren't getting the, where he wanted to because of all the, the deflections that I just talked about. He didn't really seem like he was getting in as a playmaker. He wasn't really because his, if his drive's not working, he's not able to drive and kick and do all the things that he needs to do. And we have come to know Luca as a really, really good basketball player. But when his some of his first options are taken out, this is like a quarterback where you know you have the the main option that you're looking at. You you, you, know, you hike the ball. You're looking at your main option, and some really bad young quarterbacks just stare down their first option, just the whole play, right? And then they throw it away or they run out of bounds if they. If their first option isn't open, but Luca, 
has been able to try all these different options. And sometimes he gets that tunnel vision where it's just like, I'm going to try this one thing, drive, try, try this one thing and drive, or try this one thing, step back three, step back three, step back three. And people get frustrated that he's chucking up all these threes. But he really did get stuck on just driving and driving and driving. And then he was able to kind of change that up towards the middle of the game and really, really, you know, right the ship, at least for him. I think he, sh- he he should have been a little bit more aggressive, though. I think it was Ryan Rosillo who even tweeted out saying when he gets into the paint that he had you know he had layups sometimes, but he was trying to hit the open man. And I think it was the fourth quarter. It was a couple possessions in a row to where he just got to the rim at will. And so I think it's that balance for him that it's difficult because it feels like he can get into the paint anytime he wants. But he couldn't but- in this game. But sometimes he did, and he was just trying. Even he did, even he and then the that. rock, a rocket would come over and put the hand on the ball. He had to make such a quick decision in the paint because if he didn't, he he waits for like half second more, and all of a sudden, like Westbrook's hand is on top of his hand, right? Like they're holding yeah. hands with the basketball in his hand. So, like, it's just part of the growing process, right? And this is part of the positives that we're going to take from this: is that Luca didn't have a great game, still had a triple double, and still the Mavericks had every opportunity to win this game. Uh, he can play better, and he will play better in the future. And this, the future is what this Mavericks team is all about. These two guys we just talked about, under the age of 25, playing out of their mind against a playoff team that, ex- that this team expects to go to the Western Conference Finals. If if they don't go to the Western Conference Finals, they think that their coach is going to get fired. And so, uh, I mean, this, these guys played out of their mind in this game. Tim Hardaway Jr., We've been wondering where if he was going to get the the groove back. I know uh, because he he kind of struggled during the scrimmages, and I mean he came out tonight, twenty four points, had five threes. Um, Porzingis had three. That well, besides, we'll end it on Trey Burke, I guess. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, I mean five of eight from three for Tim. He shot fifty percent from the field, twenty four points. I, I thought he had a really him like a lot of people struggle defensively uh especially the Mavericks just are not good one-on-one defenders for them to be decent defensively it's gonna have to be a team thing uh it's just when they get isoed out against a team like Houston uh, they just get cooked a little bit but uh, a lot of it <laughs> yeah okay I was trying to be but uh good for Rocket Tim scored 153 points <laughs> that's but cooked still- Isaac I don't know if, if that's not cooked I don't know what's cooked <laughs> and before we talk about Trey Boban getting minutes in this game. I mean, I, we, we were very, very open saying, man, I don't think Boban's going to get in the game. I mean, I laughed out loud when Lucas shot the air ball three and <laughs> Boban just leaned over and grabbed it over House's head and just laid it in without jumping. The funniest thing ever. And Jeff but, Green essentially fouled out when Boban was in there. He had like three fouls against Boban. That's right. Eat it, Jeff Green. Not worried about Bo- you defending Porzingis. <laughs> Boban plus seven in Let's this game. Let's go. Just Six want, points, five boards in four minutes. <laughs> That's insane. But the story of the game. Trey Trey Burke, man. Come on. Eight threes, eight of ten from three. Can't believe I mean, he I missed those like, two. <laughs> I know. I thought just every time he would shoot it, at one point it was just going in. I was just shaking my head. I had random people texting me uh, from like back home, different like who's Trey Burke? Wow, this Burke guy. When did y'all get him? And like all this stuff. And wow, I mean, welcome 2016 Steph Curry. <laughs> this is Trey Burke show now. Tra- but realistically, what's it mean for the bench though? If if Burke can give you. Not, I mean, he's probably not going to give you this every game, but if he can give you something like this. So it 
alleviates pressure on J.J. Barea. Apparently in this game, it alleviated all the pressure on J.J. Barea because he didn't play. Uh, but he replaces Brunson, right? Like, he doesn't necessarily replace all the playmaking of Brunson. He did have six assists in this game, but uh, and he has the potential to do that. But he can completely replace Brunson and then some. He can be a little bit better of a shooter than Brunson, as he showed in this game. And the Mavericks won't miss a beat with Brunson, you know, dealing with the shoulder injury back in Dallas. Do we need a Trey Burke bat signal or? Someone said that we should replace the Berea beacon with the with the Burke beacon, and I was like, I can't do that. Like the tray, maybe the tray tracker or something. Like we need something, but the Berea beacon stays. I almost tweeted out the Berea beacon and just put like joking because I don't know if that that's gonna light up again for a bit. Because <laughs> like, we're listening. I mean, and I saw some people are like, "Oh, Burke's getting all of Delon's minutes." Well, I mean, they played them together a lot. That's just how like how the rotation is. And, Burke played and, twice as much as Delon did. Burke played thirty minutes, and Delon played fifteen. So he kind of did get all of Delon Wright's minutes. Well, kind of, but like he got he he got all of JJ's minutes. Like JJ's been playing. Like JJ's been playing in that second unit. JJ played with Delon in these scrimmages and stuff. So he definitely got all of JJ's minutes, and then he got some of Delon's minutes. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> I would have never guessed 30 minutes for Trey Burke in this game heading into it. Yeah, if you told me Trey Burke was going to play 30 minutes, uh, Boban was going to play four, Seth Curry was going to play 23, and Luka was going to play 42, I would have like not had any idea what went on in this game. <laughs> if you just looked at the minute allocation, I'd be like, uh, did Seth get hurt? <laughs> like, yep. That's the only thing I could think of. Any other positives you want to hit before we before we mercifully end this podcast that was about a game that gave us all heartburn i don't want to sit here and say the defense is going to be like incredible because i I just don't know that one thing i feel like i am confident in saying is seth curry is not i was gonna say is this a there's no way to go but up speech is that what you're about to give us (laughs) i guess we could say that um but there's a difference in me sitting there saying, oh, the defense is going to get better because I'm not confident in that. I am confident in the fact that Seth Curry is not going to play like he did today. And I'm not saying the loss is on that at all, not not one bit. I'm just saying this offense is going to be even better and because Seth Curry is going to start hitting. I mean, he has been hitting uh, more than what he did tonight. So um, I'm just – I'm walking. I'm pissed because of ending and just how all of that played out was just dumb. And you're like, of course, this is the Mavericks for you right here. You want to fall into that, like just the storyline of the season. We sucked in the clutch and all this stuff. But Luca and KP played great. I tonight could have been much worse in the fact that like if KP came out and had like 10 points, shot the ball horrible. You know, they got beat by like 20, ran off the floor, and I'm like, dang, like we can't hold up against Houston, KP looks rusty and like all this different stuff. I would be a lot like way more worried then. But let's see, you know, they they play Phoenix on Sunday and you can't take Phoenix lightly. Phoenix it feels like Phoenix plays, you know, Dallas well all the time. So This is a young team. This this season is all for Luka and KP to figure it out together, right? And sometimes we lose sight because of how good the Mavericks have been compared to what we thought. I came into the season thinking, man, this team should be 500. If they're not 500, I'll probably be disappointed. If they're anything more than that, I think I'll be ecstatic about it. To then all of a sudden going, if this team doesn't win 50 games, I am going to just end this spot. You know, it's like we our expectations have been raised so much. But this is all about them getting experience. And this was a playoff game. This is a really high 
offense all-star game type playoff game, but this was a playoff game atmosphere, and they're going to figure have to figure out how to adjust against a team like this. And it's all a, those fans. It's a learning experience. All the, Did you see the Dirk fatheads in the... <laughs> In yes. the virtual fans, there was one that looked like you too. It was really funny. I couldn't get a screenshot of it because it was all too quick. But uh, yeah, so this is—it's all about the future. Don't lose sight of the fact that this team has two of the best under twenty-five players in the NBA, and that they played awesome against Harden. Harden averaged twelve points, three boards, and two assists when he was twenty-one, and Luca's averaging twenty-nine, nine and nine. So. Uh, if you want to just take all those things as positives, you should. This team is still great. They played a fun game for like 90% of it. <laughs> the 10% was awful, awful, awful. Um, but there will be more games. The Mavericks can still move up. There's you know, there's yeah. two games between them and OKC now. There's two and a half games between them and the Rockets. That's still not insurmountable. It could still happen. Clippers can still move down. They're one game away from the uh, – the Nuggets, and they're two games away from the Jazz right now. So th- there's still movement to be had in the West. It's not just because they lose this game, they're playing the Clippers. So there you go. That's what we have. That's all the positives I think we can think of. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. We'll be back on Monday. Peace out. Boom. Boom.